Hello and welcome to the Tales of Rest, a faith-inspired podcast dedicated to showing you God in life's woven complexities. In today's episode, we begin a study on Daniel, a young Jew taken into captivity in Babylon. We will learn how he pleased God in a foreign land and how we too can please God in our world today. Daniel 5, The Answer While in secondary school, there was a popular song we would sing during morning assembly, or sometimes class Bible study. The very words to that can now be applicable to this chapter. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. Although there is no mention of Jesus in this chapter, we can agree that the God Daniel refers to as the Most High is indeed the triune God, which includes Jesus, the Son. Belshazzar, as we discover in the opening verse, is king, and it's no bummer he is son to the tantrum-throwing king who conquered Israel, desecrated the temple of God, and took all of the precious ornaments as spoils. Nebuchadnezzar. Well, we'll call him Neb. Belshazzar is seen throwing a party and proceeds to use the holy vessels taken as spoils for party utensils, amongst he things who know nothing about consecration. Suddenly, a hand begins to write on the wall, and poor Belshazzar is freaking out. He calls out to the wise men to aid him in understanding the mystery of the circumstance because one couldn't comprehend how an invisible hand could be writing at a birthday party. Trust the Chaldeans and magicians to give nothing but excuses, but bless the queen who recommended Daniel. I actually find it hard how Daniel had to be reintroduced in situations like this, like he hadn't done something similar to this in the past. It's also hard to understand why Belshazzar wasn't familiar with whom Daniel was or what he could do. Why was the God whom Nebuchadnezzar finally proclaimed as the Most High after going in exile for seven years still alien to the Babylonians? Why didn't they just realize that Jesus was the answer? Does this sound familiar? Tell me. How many times have you had to be reintroduced to God's faithfulness? It is almost common among believers to second-guess his hand in the situations we think impossible. It's almost like we develop amnesia in trials and situations that prove difficult. The answer, my friend, is the continuous short circuit in our relationship and fellowship. If you seek me, you will find me. Do not misunderstand me, because the possibility to know a deeper version of God can also be called reintroduction, but that too stems from growth, a process that isn't halted too often. The Babylonians were typical examples of people who had mastered unbelief as a culture. From Daniel chapter 1 to 4, it would only be wise for the Chaldeans and so-called wise men to subject themselves under the tutelage of Daniel in order to know the God whom before their own very eyes had done the impossible time 
and time again. But they didn't. Instead, they decided to stick with the familiar and settle for just signs and wonders. Sure, their hearts would be filled with awe, but it wouldn't be sufficient to change their hearts or even their ways. In the book of Exodus, we see the children of Israel as they continuously wavered in their devotion to God, even after they had known a death to his power. They still held on to the familiar ways of doubt and fear. Their hearts were amazed, but they weren't receptive. There are days when we feel that sermon was hot and very convicting. But if our heart still harbors unbelief, then we're no different from the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, or the children of Israel who never saw the promised land. The fear of the unknown kept them in their comfort zone. They were in brave. Brave like Daniel to believe that God will reveal someone else's dream and interpretation. Or Rahab, the prostitute, who helped the spies and became an ancestress of Jesus. Or Ruth, the Moabite, who had the courage to abandon the familiar and step into the unknown. Many of us are scared, so we settle for bits of God. We are comforted and comfortable with the prayer answering God who will always be at our beck and call. We do not desire intimacy, not because we do not want it, but because fear grips us and blinds us to wonderful possibilities, the numerous beauties of his face. Jesus is the answer, not his ability to give you money, good health, good grades, a wife, or even a kid. He himself is the answer. Developing a relationship with the Holy Ghost is a beautiful way to begin. The knowledge of Jesus and his person is the answer to our ailing world. The wars, the sufferings, can have the response of the Prince of Peace. His temperance, his gentleness, and kindness. All the needy, all the brokenhearted, and all of mankind can receive his salvation to which there is endless beauty. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. <laughs>